All right, boys and girls, guess who's back? This guy. This is Larry Morrison, your financial shaman, coming to you after a little little hiatus, brief hiatus. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I have been in the financial world for over a decade. Uh, entrepreneurship and business for 20 years. If you don't count the teenage businesses I did. Um, and uh, what I've come to know is that, uh, or understand, whatever, is that success follows clues. No, that's horseshit. Um, <laughs> that's, no, wait, success follows patterns? Is that it? What's that line from, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Success leaves clues. I think that was, was that T. Harvecker that said that? Anyway, um, what I've come to know is that it's more about what's going on inside of you that stops money flow, okay? Because I can, <laughs> I just had this happen today. I can, ha- I can make somebody tons of money. I can get rid of tons of debt. I can do amazing things with credit and people will still have fear and anxiety around money no matter how much I make (sighs) make them so um, it's got very little to do with what's going on outside of you and a lot to do with what's going on inside so welcome to money awakenings I really need to like bottle that so I don't have to keep saying it over and over again or just pretend like you know who I am at episode 20 that we're in now. Um, okay. So guess what we're going to talk about today. I haven't done one of these in a while. About a week, probably. And um, it's because I've been super into my own shit. <laughs> And also into writing, um, writing my third book, but this one is going to be about this topic. So, you know, internal money stuff. So, um, well, technically fourth book, if you count the anthology, anyway, it doesn't matter. So I didn't think I'd have anything to talk about. And then if, as it happens, now I have two things I want to talk about. Um, but one of them's, I'm, I'm forgotten the other one. That's why I have to write everything down. But it'll come back. Oh, it's because I wanted to talk about... Yeah, that's going to be a whole other podcast, though. Okay, so we're going to talk about the most beautiful lie ever told. We're going to get back to basics. I, uh, I've been writing so much... And I'm coming at it from like all angles and like just and just be going with inspiration, going with flow, organizing later. That's kind of my style. However, I was like, you know what? For this book, I'm going to do something I've never done. I'm going to start from the beginning. <laughs> Sounds so crazy, right? It's not, it's not my style, but... Um, I think it's going to be good this way. So let's get back to basics. The most beautiful lie ever told. What is it? 
money will make you happy. That's it. More money will make you more happy is also a different variation that we'll talk about, but that's it. Podcast over. All right. That was four minutes. Cool. See you next time on Money. No, I'm kidding. We got a lot to discuss. Oh, the reactions. Yeah. I don't know if that's something I'm going to podcast though. No, not yet. That's what the other thing I was going to talk about. Oh, there's a third thing. A religion thing. I, anyway, see, I'm going off on tangents. Let's just stick with the basics. The basics. All right. Why do I call it a lie? Why do I call money makes you happy a lie? Because it is. Because money doesn't have anything inherently in it that makes you happy. It's your reaction to it. Right? It's your reaction and your the overlay, the imagined world that you live in. In this imaginary world, more money equals more happiness. Never mind the fact that most everyone will come across rich people who are unhappy. And they'll think to themselves, that's their problem. When I'm there, I'll be happy. No. That is a lie you're telling yourself. It is untrue. Everybody thinks that they'll be different. This is one of the fundamental problems. It's called the hot hand fallacy. No, I don't think that's right. What's that one? Uh, It might be that one. Yeah, where you think you can't lose. No, that's not technically... People don't think it'll happen to them, is my point. Um, They think they can't lose. It's it's a Vegas thing, Vegas term. Where, you know, even though we know Vegas was not built on winners, you still think that you're going to get in there and out of there winning money. even though it's designed in so many ways to take your money and not just gambling. Was it two years ago? I live in Vegas. I have for three years. It's actually a nice place to live minus the summer heat. Um, Always plenty to do. You know, obviously COVID's put a cramp in a lot of things for everybody though, not just Vegas. But um, sans COVID and sans crazy summer heat. It's a nice place to live. People are actually super nice when you get off the strip. Um, usually transplants from all over. And so uh, always, you know, great food, entertainment, all that kind of stuff. So, um, point being, <laughs> the whole place is built to take your money. And yet you believe you're going to be the one that takes Vegas. Now, possibly that does happen. I mean, you got to at least think the odds are maybe 10, 20% of people actually leave with money. But when you count food shows, hotels, oh, that's what I was going to say. Entertainment now surpassed gambling. So basically Vegas takes your money in all other ways. 
uh, entertainment, food, and um, hotels and stuff, that surpassed gambling in how much, in the percentage of um, income that Vegas takes in. So, like, like if hypothetically Vegas takes in $100 million a month or something, and that's just a random number, then 51 of it, or more now, is through the ancillary services, which are now the main service, and gambling is second. So, um, anyway, point being, you think you're going to be special. And maybe that did happen. Maybe that does happen to some people. But the point is, you are special. But to think that you're going to be different when you have money is a lie you're telling yourself so that you keep going after it. I know because I did it for many, many years. It's like, yeah, but when I'm, when I'm rich, I'll be generous, I'll be kind, I'll be happy and peaceful. But obviously I realized that if I wasn't those things now, more money means more of who you are already. You're not peaceful now. Nothing outside of you is going to change that. You're not kind and generous now. Nothing outside of you is going to change that. Those are internal qualities. They need to be shaped from the inside out, not the outside in. And so, when we believe money is going to make us happy, I, I don't know exactly where it comes from, but I just have one theory and then maybe it'll sprout into others as I'm talking and come through me. The one theory that I have is the basic need theory, which is um, when you don't have your basic needs met, you're basically under threat, right? Your body is. Basic needs are uh, air, water, sleep, food, uh, shelter, some kind of shelter, right? Now, you could sleep out under the stars or whatever, but when the elements get a little crazy, you need something. A tent for whatever, something. Um, and then, of course, the other two, depending on who you ask, are connection with self, um, nature, animals, uh, God, some kind of connection, and then ex self-expression. Um, I would say those last two are needs for fulfillment, though I have seen what happens when people don't connect. <laughs> they go a little insane, you know, that's why solitary confinement is such a detrimental thing. But, however, a monk would love it. Why? Because they can connect within. They can connect to their internal state of consciousness. They can connect to God or whatever you want to say. Where most people aren't, other people aren't trained to do that. Um, so, 
connection is it does make you kind of go a little crazy same with sleep right you don't get enough of it it'll make you go a little crazy so anyway if you don't have these basic needs met you go into survival mode but so i heard it put like this beautifully better than i can do it right now which is this like if you're out in the cold in the snowstorm and you have no food or water you're going to die and then you come across a cabin someone invites you in there's a warm fire they have food and water you're going to live so obviously you're in the snowstorm thinking you're gonna die then uh, you're, you're pretty unhappy right you're scared you're under threat the organism itself your body's under threat you're in the warm you're in the cold you're happy you're not under threat anymore you can relax right so when we're in survival mode for over our basic needs we believe that if we get into the warm next to the fire food and water we can relax and that relaxation was happiness okay so like if you're worried about being on the street tomorrow or living in your car or constantly in survival mode you believe that you know a whole bunch of money a big windfall whatever is going to make you get to that point where you can relax and that will make you happy because you won't be in survival mode anymore. You won't have to worry about the organism. However, it's very fascinating what takes place from that point. Once your basic needs are met, you don't think that you don't stop going after more. right why is that why is it that you get into an apartment if you were on the street an apartment would be like just heaven right your own place clean water place to shower do laundry cook food maybe even watch some boob tube and so So that would be like heaven, and then yet it all of a sudden becomes not good enough, and then you want a home. You want to raise kids, and you want to do all these things, and then you need a bigger house, and nicer things, and more, and more, and more. You're, you're so far removed from the street, from danger to the physical body, yet you keep going after more. Because we don't realize that after the basic needs are met, there's a happiness cliff in that more doesn't necessarily mean more happiness, more relief. Like, you can only have relief or you don't. Right? I don't know why I think of bowel movements when I'm thinking relief right now. I don't know why. But um, I'm in a good mood, I guess. So, 
poop jokes happen when I'm in a good mood, I guess. Anyway, so what I mean is, when you're, when you have relief, there's not like more relief. You can't have more of that feeling of, ah, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to struggle. I don't have to fight. My bills are paid today. You know? So why? You can't have more relief. So why do you think you can have more happiness? It's probably because your mind drifts into the future and starts to think about, well, tomorrow. I'd love to not think about tomorrow and worry about tomorrow. So... I'm going to get more so that tomorrow's taken care of, and then several tomorrows. And then I'll have enough savings that no matter what happens, I'll be good for several months. But really what you're talking about is silencing the fear inside your head. The fear, the, the, the part of you that always drifts into the future, that thinks about tomorrow, either through images or voices or just feelings. About, man, got this huge bill coming up next month. How am I going to make rent two months from now? You know, that type of shit. Like, when you let yourself drift into the future, you're taken away from the now... And all of a sudden, this relief is gone. But that's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. So, why then do we equate money with happiness when really we're just wanting to get our basic needs met? Well, I think it's because, just like I said, it's a, it's a two-sided coin, we think. So when we don't have money, we're scared. And we think happiness is the opposite of fear. It's not. But that's okay. We think happiness is the opposite of fear, just the super basic. Right, really, gratitude would be the opposite of fear. Hard to be grateful and afraid, because great gratitude is here and now. And fear is in the future. Guilt is in the past. Anxiety would be here today, but you'd have to, if you had anxiety today, right now, it'd be because your mind is in the future. 
it's impossible to be here now completely and be afraid. Unless, no, no, that's still not true. No, yeah. If you are fully 100% present, there's no way you could be afraid. Even if somebody had a gun to your face, like, you'd have to be thinking about dying, which is in the future, or then pulling the trigger to be afraid. If you're 100% present in the now, you can't really be afraid or guilty. But anyway, that's why you know Eckhart Tolle talks so much about the power of now. Anyway, point being, we think fear and happiness are the opposite. So if you're afraid of running out, then more will take away that fear and you'll be happy. But of course that's not true. Because fear can, can run rampant regardless of what's going on in your bank account. I know so many rich people who are afraid because now they're going to be afraid to lose it. Because when you build your happiness on money and you have money, now you're going to be afraid to lose it because you're going to lose your happiness. What we really want is inner peace. And inner peace comes from silencing the fear, being here now. Letting go of all the tomorrows. Because you don't know what's going to come, you never did. And when you try to insulate yourself from it through money, now you're really attached. I should talk. My, my reacted over this past week, that's why I took a break. I'll share it with you. I, I got into a argument, sort of. It wasn't a full-blown argument, but I, I reacted very angrily to someone, and it was because they triggered scarcity in me. Someone close to me, the technical the person most close to me. <sighs> And I had to do a lot of soul searching. I had to lot of, uncover a lot of stuff. And I'm sure I'll share a lot of the lessons I learned. Like how scarcity can... Like I grew up in scarcity. It's like a fish growing... Uh, it's like try, trying to tell someone they're in scarcity that grew up in it is like trying to tell a fish they're in water. Like it's so... I'm so oblivious to it at certain points, but my reactions are what are the indicators. And so when I react the way I did, I was like, oh my God, it just grabbed me, my reactions. Like they wouldn't let me go. And every technique I tried, I just wouldn't let go. <sighs> Luckily I didn't reach for a substance or anything, but uh, that would have been old Larry. Um, to try to break the pattern with, you know, freaking joint or a beer or something. But uh, that's that's not me anymore. So then the reactions snowballed because now I was mad at myself for the reactions, 
instead of taking them as lessons. And I'm still uncovering and unpacking the lessons. And some good things came out of it. Actually, some very, very deep understandings, which I will share with you. Probably, I probably had one of the deepest insights ever in my life because of the situation. And it's so deep, I don't even know how to share it. Because this is like some Zen Buddhist shit where you don't just want to tell people because they'll freak out. Maybe not. That's just a belief, too. Maybe some people will pick it up and some people put it down, just like anything else. Anyway, I gotta work on it. I'm sure it'll be revealed in time. So, point being... Uh... When we try to insulate ourselves from all these feelings with money and we attach to it this peace, like I have tons of peace, but when the money was threatened, I had to realize I am not my money. I am not what's in the bank account and my peace is in me, not what's happening outside. Because that's what I, not only what I teach, but what I believe. And it helped me let go of the situation. And moving forward, I'm letting go of it. Like, okay. Like, I'm just like, I, I need to go in the direction of my calling. Regardless. And just not to be caught up in the, in the, the stuff. The shit that happens. Like all this crazy drama, it's just like I, I, I need to, I need to take a break internally from this. Like internally, I need to distance myself. Not necessarily I have to cut people out of my life or fire people or anything like that. It's just internally I need to. For me, I want off the roller coaster and I have to come back to center. And so anyway, the insulation of money to these problems does not take them away, is my point. And I'm actually grateful, it's the first time I've thought or said this, for the reactions and not being super insulated from them. Because I wouldn't have gained the insight that I did into myself and the world around me, the world that I perceive and project. So, hello. So, we think money makes us happy, but one of the biggest lies it's the most beautiful lie because not everybody's gonna realize it, very few do. I talked to a friend of mine recently who, by all measures, has very decent amount of success. Um, you know, big house, makes well over six figures, beautiful family, 
loving wife, great kids, new toys, tons of accolades at the job. The motherfucker was depressed. And I knew why, because I'd been there. It's the same old story, especially with upper middle class. And middle class too. See, they got to the end of the rainbow. They got everything they that society told them that will make them happy, and they weren't happy. And so they think, he thought that he was doing something wrong. He's like, I got all this stuff. I got what America tells us is the American dream. And I'm still not happy, Larry. Why? I'm like, because that's the American dream. Is that your dream? Is that your calling? Is that what you're put on this earth to do? So what I'm talking about is fulfillment. But that's the lie. The beautiful, beautiful lie. And that's the point, is that I'm trying to get after is not many people will ever see it. Because they're still in survival mode. I mean, the amount of poor and lower middle class is what? 50%? 60? 70? 80? I don't know what it is actually. I'm guessing it's got to be 70. It's got to be at least two thirds. Those people will never know because they'll always think that once they have money, they'll be happy. They'll never get there to the place where they have everything and go, oh shit, this wasn't it. And then the rich, the ultra rich, multimillionaires and billionaires and stuff, typically fall into a couple different categories. Um, one is they're like your uh, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk type people who want to be super innovative and are going after their calling on a high level. Um, and they're just going to attract money no matter what. And it doesn't even, doesn't even register to them because they're trying to change the world. Right. And the money is like great and all, but, um, they're going to, they're, they're trying to change the world for every human being on it. And so like, Naturally, they're just creating so much value that they're just going to attract this stuff. And it wouldn't matter if they gave it all the way because they're trying to, they're, they're doing something on a high, high level that's going to naturally attract money and tons and tons of riches. So there's those type of people that are just going to go in the direction of their highest calling no matter what. And it's naturally because they're doing so much good for the world, it's just naturally going to attract money. Then there's the rich people that are just playing a game. See, once you get to a certain point, and I've, I was there playing this game. <sighs> it's such a funny ass game. But anyway, once you get to a certain point, a couple million dollars, then you're just kind of playing a game. And money is how you keep score. You don't really like you, you detach from the roller coaster. Of emotions with it and you're just like oh I'm gonna try this and do this and I'm gonna it's like playing a chess game kind of 
um, or poker maybe, where you're just kind of like, you know, you're, you're doing all this stuff and you look up just to measure against your friends who are also rich at the country club and all that stuff. I've been there, I've talked to all those guys, they're super funny. Because they've come to a point where it's like, oh, you know, I just sold my business for 12 million, 15 million, 50 million, whatever. And all of them drive the same. It's like once you get to a certain point, you all drive the same cars and like everybody has the same stuff, you know. You have trophy wife or whatever. You play golf a lot and, uh, you know, the same cars, vacations, whatever. And it's just, it's just so empty. And yeah, they give. Don't get me wrong. They, they can be extremely generous and they can be community driven and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's super empty because a game would be, right? If I'm playing cards, I can get super into the game. I can get zoned in. But at the end of the day, it's just a game. I'm still me. Right? So if people are playing a game of money, it's a way to detach their feelings from it so that they can play smarter. Because you can't play... Like, if you're playing a game of chess and it's life or death, chess, you're going to make mistakes because you're so worried about the outcome but if it's just a game then you have nothing to lose and when you have nothing to lose you can make smarter decisions because you're not attached emotionally and that's what super rich do so they're either highly self-actualized people that are going confidently in the direction of their dreams or they've detached emotionally and are able to read the board a little bit better and play the game a little bit better. But it's still just a game to them. And then there's, there's also the ultra-wealthy who are in the upper-middle-class problem that I just talked about who got super fucking rich. And then they stopped and go, what, what, why, why am I doing this? That's what happened to me. Right, I got, I got everything I wanted even the love of my father. <laughs> and I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. This is what I wanted? This is what I was doing all this for? That doesn't make any sense. It was super empty. And it slapped me in the face. And so my friend, when I saw him, and talked to him, I knew exactly what was going on. He didn't have to tell me. He found out the lie. The lie that we're all told. But the funny thing is, no one ever says it in words. That's why it's so gorgeous. Because if you say it out loud, it doesn't make any sense. The more money I have, the happier I am. Happiness is going to hit a peak, right? You can't have more of it. You're going to just be happy or you're not happy. You're going to be relieved or you're not relieved. If you're happy, like you're feeling great, nothing can touch you, doesn't matter. Your life is good. You're happy to be breathing. It usually has a lot to do with gratitude. And 
You know, there's no problems. There's just, you're just in a state of bliss and joy. It's a consciousness level. So how can money take you to a higher consciousness level? It can't. Happiness is a level. You, you can't have something outside of you take you any higher than that. Let's, let's, let's say you're happy, right? Let's just say, like, you're amazingly happy. And then you find a genie. And you're manifesting anything that you want. And everything is happening in your life. Everything's coming up aces. You have all the love. Everybody's healthy. You have tons of family. Have great experiences. Whatever it is that you want. You have just bliss on tap. You can't get any higher. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there's a ceiling. You're just going to be happy. It's not like... It's not like, um, or here, I love the, you know, I love food analogies, right? Uh, enough is as good as a feast. Like, if you're full, more food's not going to do you any good. You're full. You're happy. You're full of love, unconditional love and connection and spirit and you know, all of that stuff. You're there. <laughs> so somebody offers you more money, you're like, okay, that's... Just like someone gives you, we have more food for you. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? I'm already there. I can't get any more in. Trust me, I've tried. So right there, more money equals more happiness is not at all true. But we think that, but no one ever says it. It's really all like lifestyles of the rich and famous bullshit. We just think that it would be amazing to have giant houses and toys and stuff. It's all self-serving. That's all it is. The lie doesn't come from outside in the way that we think it does. No one sits you down and says more money is going to make you more happy. But all of their actions do. All of their vibrations do. Because everybody's constantly chasing more. So you equate it and it's, you say it to yourself. The person that's telling you this lie is you. No one actually says it. No one says money will make you happy. Everybody actually says the opposite. Every movie and story and all that kind of stuff. But so then why do we chase it so much? Because we think that if we're afraid of money, if we're afraid of running out, and if we don't run out, we will no longer be afraid, we'll be happy. That's not true. I've met so many rich people who watch the stock market like a hawk, so worried about running out of money. the most beautiful lie because no one questions it. 
No one stops and goes, wait a minute. Why the fuck am I making all my decisions based on money? You know, I said this the other day. You know, I don't know if I recorded it. Maybe that was just for me. But imagine you had a fork in the road. No, I might have recorded it. Anyway, if you're hearing this for the second time, it still holds true. Imagine you had a fork in the road in life. Right? And one direction... No, I don't think I recorded it. One direction went to a better job with more money. Better pay. Maybe even a bonus. And then the other, the other direction went into the unknown. You might actually make less money. But it was to your highest calling. It was something that wanted to come through you. It was something that made you excited. But you didn't know what the money was going to be like. If there was going to be any. Now imagine that you have a family to support. How are you going to look at that fork in the road now? Some of you might go, that's not even a choice. You just take the more money. Do your thing on the side. It's always trying to figure out a way to beat the system. Some of you don't even know what it is to have a higher calling. To have purpose. To have this thing that lights you up, that just... Ah makes you feel connected to all that is makes you feel like everything makes sense of why it all happened this way of course it happened this way couldn't happen any other way because i wouldn't know all this stuff i wouldn't have experienced all this stuff i wouldn't be ready for this now That's random. <laughs> I'm walking down the street. It's the only driveway for miles. It's empty and somebody was going to pull into it. It's weird. Anyway, maybe they were looking for me. So, point is... When you think make more money will make you more happy, it becomes a guide, a guiding light. And isn't that always the way, like, parents want you to get a good job, have a good education to get a good job, so that you can make good money, because they think that money equals happiness. It's been passed down to us over and over again, and no one questions it. No one stops and goes, hey, mom and dad, how much money do you have? Are you happy? And it's, some of you might go, well, that's easy for you to say, Larry, I'm fucking broke. I've been there. I get it. 
more times than you probably. I mean, I've been as far down as anybody can go. I mean, I've been homeless. And, you know, you walk through a nice neighborhood, you see nice houses, and you think, oh, they must have nice lives. Is that true? How do you know that that's true? How do you really know what's going on in the mind and the heart of someone else? You don't. You only have you. That's it. So, how do you let go of this belief? You gotta see it as untrue for you. If you've never had money, like a big amount, like a strong, like you know, super good job or something or whatever, or cash flow or inheritance or whatever, if you've never had that, then it's gonna be, you're gonna have to look outside of yourself and inside of yourself. I should say outside of your past and inside of your heart. If you've had money, ask yourself, were you happy all the time? Me, I was just as stressed out as any other time. Tons of money, still stressed out, sometimes even more so. Now I had to maintain all this shit, to keep all these plates spinning. Swings were just bigger, you know? Why am I telling you this? What's the fundamental? It's to stop and go, if more money doesn't make me more happy, then what does? If money doesn't equal happiness, then what does? Why, and then you ask yourself this question, why are you looking outside of yourself for happiness? How is an internal state of consciousness going to be defined and affected by something outside of you? But Larry, when I have money, I can do more things. I can have more experiences. I can help more people. Yeah? Did you ever stop to think you could do all that when you're aligned? What do you mean? Alignment is the ultimate power. Alignment of self. When you are aligned with your purpose, your mind, spirit, heart, and you're on the path, you can attract heaps of abundance that have nothing to do with money. You can do great things. Look at Mother Teresa. She didn't keep a dime for herself. She was able to organize millions and millions of dollars, help millions of people. If you say to yourself, I'm no Mother Teresa, I'd say you're right, you're not. You're much bigger. You just don't know it yet. But you will. Because we have to. time to evolve. It's time to push beyond this silly idea 
of self-interest in money. It's time to adopt the original thought. You can do anything, anything. Why would we do this for money? You're telling me. You're telling me that all the stars, the Milky Way, the infinite universe, the cosmos itself, our Earth, our Sun, all of evolution, or creation, if that's your thing, God put us here to play the money game? Are you fucking with me? We're not here for that. Think about it. The mere fact that you exist is a miracle. (laughs) And you're telling me it's about taking a job, a little bit better pay, getting a little bit bigger house, nicer car. No! It's not about that. That's dumb. You have one job. Besides working out all of your shit and baggage that stops you from feeling worthy of all that is, and evolving beyond all your stuff, the one job you have is to find your purpose. That's it. Super simple. And not, can be sometimes difficult, depending on how much stuff you got going on inside of you. One job. Find your purpose. And then when you find it, do it. One of the things I noticed last week when I wasn't, when I was just in my stuff learning these lessons and not sharing them, I wasn't, didn't do a lot of writing, I didn't do a lot of video, I didn't do a lot of podcasting. When you know your purpose and you're not living it, it is... (sighs) Hmm... How do I even describe it? It's like you're tumbling, disconnected through a void, a black hole. Like you're falling forever, tumbling around, lost. how it feels takes a lot of (laughs) takes a lot out of you find your purpose and then even if you have to take the babyest of baby steps every day do that I'm talking about if you're a if your thing is to write 
write two words a day. If your thing is to make music, write one note or two notes put together so it's not just, I don't know anything about music, you know what I mean. If your thing is to dance, then dance to one song every day, even if it's in, alone. If your thing is to talk to people or to help kids or animals, just do one. One kid. Five minutes. It sounds really weird when I say do one kid. I mean, help one kid. Just for a few minutes. Right? Every day. Just do the babiest of baby steps. Every day. And if you don't know what your purpose is, spend the time finding it. Soul searching, meditating, asking for guidance from the universe, from your guides, from your inside, from your heart, from other people, whatever. You won't have to... When your purpose finds you, it's one of those things where you won't have to ask if this is it. You'll know. It's like falling in love. That's how it felt for me. Everything clicked. I had this overwhelming feeling of heart. I knew that nothing would ever be the same again. I knew that I could never go back. That's what'll happen. And we're like, is this my purpose? No, that, no one says that. This is my purpose. To teach worthiness. It's not something you actually teach. I just gotta get all the shit away from you that doesn't make you feel worthy of all this. That's all. Worthiness through net worth. That's the idea. Anyway, point being, you're standing at a fork in the road right now. Do you keep going after money? Or do you take the other path? It's a choice only you can make. A door only you can go into. But the beautiful thing is, you can't get it wrong. Because I promise you this, you go after money, you'll see the truth eventually. Just as I do. Just as everyone does. If they're not too drugged up or medicated to see and hear the truth and feel it. No matter what you do, know that I love you and that we are two parts of the same whole, different waves on the same ocean. I wish you a good journey, my friends.